AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually one billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Yeah, you know what it is. Right now you tuned in to the American Chronicles, the new podcast with my boy Steele and Sean Baker. You got your boy Big Ocho right here. What's cracking, fellas? Everything's good, eh? Glad to be here, man. Everything's good, man. On this inaugural episode, man, we gonna get stuff kicked off. And we kind of had a little bit of controversy already, you know what I'm saying? But Big Ocho said we gonna keep it gangster. So that's what we gonna do. We gonna keep it gangster. Exactly. We're going to do what we got to do. You know, new podcast, you know, we're going to try to bring all kind of elements to the table. You know, uh, no people, you know, wondering about the Gangster Chronicles, you know, uh, we still on that, you know, shout out to my boy, James. We still got that rolling, but uh, we want to bring something different to the table, you know, a whole wide world of spectrum, you know, not just about the street tales or whatever, but, you know, interest that, you know, different people might want to have, you know, as far as, you know, uh, the street tales, music, you know, movies, uh, all all type of g- genres here. You know what I'm saying? So and bringing, you know, our boy Storm Baker, man, journalist extraordinaire. Yes, yes, I'm glad to be here, man. I know author. Eight, I know eight since the '90s, and still I know for I guess close to a decade now. So I'm glad to be part of the team. 
Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. You know, one thing we was going to talk about, and I don't think it's a definitive answer to this, we would say we was going to do the top three gangster rap albums of all time, street albums of all time. That's going to be hard, bro. I think yeah, we should make it five. We could go to five. You can, you can do your top five or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and this is like, you know, this is our personal opinions. So, you know, it might be something different that you might see, but this is coming from the spectrum of, what we have experienced over these decades of being involved in hip hop and music. And so we just wanted to get it, you know, our outlook, everybody puts up their top five, top tens, top fifties, whatever, you know, some people might be on there that you might not like some people might, you know, so this is just our general intake of what we feel is our, you know, uh, addition to that. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. So who, who go kick it off first? Who go kick off their top five first? You go, still shit. Man, y'all just put me on the hot seat, right? All right. It ain't so. no hot seat, nigga. You just fit to tell what you what you think, your preference from when the day you started listening to hip hop or gangster music or whatever. We're gonna keep it in that. The day you start listening to street music, you know, what do you feel up to now is your top five in, in street related tales? All right, here we go. And this is in no particular order. Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted. Music to Drive By. Ghetto Boys, Grip It on Another Level. Fuck, man. This is hard. Ice T, Sixth, Ryan Pays. I gotta, man, see, this is fucking tough, man. Um, this is fucking tough, man. Um, Scarface. And this is where I'm having a problem because I already got the ghetto boys in there, but now I got Scarface in there too. For um <laughs> last of a dying breed. Mm. And, and I and I explain each one of my picks if if I can. I think for me, what America's most wanted for where we was at in the country at the time. Because that was when conscious rap was real big. You know, everybody was walking around with the medallions on and everything. You remember, y'all remember that era, right? Where everybody's walking around with the American, you know, with the African medallions on and everything like that. I think Q bought that same energy, but it was with a twist. It was like from a hood perspective. Yeah, I think too, man, growing up in Maryland, yes. But I think for us, one of the biggest things I remember me and my friends talking about was we all knew all the rappers in NWA were phenomenal artists, but we didn't understand that Cube was that good. So for exactly. us, for us, it was the streets talking of like, yo, do you hear Ice Cube? And he's like, fuck you, Ice Cube. We were like, what does he say? Like, this is crazy. And we had no idea that he was that good because Ren killed Straight Out Compton. You know, Dre was incredible on Straight Out Compton. They brought so much to Easy Does It. NWA and a posse, it wasn't just because of Cube, it was all of them. So we just mm -hmm. didn't, for us, we didn't understand that significance in Maryland. And I just, I'll never forget, you know, the brother you love to hate kicking off the album. And my boy, one of my boys just kept being like, I can't believe he said, fuck you, Ice Cube. Because we didn't know the inner workings of why he left. We just knew he left and he had beef, but we didn't know what it was. And I was just mind-blowing to all of us. Everyone that listened to that album loved it. We were just thrown off, man. It was crazy. 
And, and that's what I'm saying. That's what it was with me. And plus, he was fresh off the heels, like you said, of, of leaving NWA. Yeah. And it was like you wanted to see what he was going to say and what it was. And I just remember riding down the street in Cleveland listening to that whole album. Same thing with music to drive by. Music to drive by just really just took me to a different place. And I think because eight's background sonically was so different, you know, from the West Coast during that time, we was hearing a lot of funk. You feel what I'm saying? And I always like to tell people that eight is almost like the Isaac Hayes of gangster rap to me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? He's the Isaac Hayes of gangster rap. And it was kind of just like, then that's when it was like with me, because if I'm, Correct me if I'm wrong, that was a Compton's Most Wanted album. It wasn't an MC8 album, but 8 was the only dude on there rapping. And nice. I was like, Scarface in 2D. And Scarface. Yeah, <laughs> right. and Scarface. And it was kind of like, okay, where's the other dudes at? What, is that his name too? Compton's Most Wanted? Well, you know, uh, when we started back, you know, CMW, it was me, uh, Chill, you know, uh, Cat Name, Anthony, um, he used to do little, you know, try to do little demo tapes. You know how it was, whatever. But uh, as it went on, um, you know, Chill, you know, had to, had a couple run-ins, you know, with the with the boys. Um, so he had to go do some time. That's for um, I just continued on instead of going a solo artist at the time. Um, I just kept on with the Compton's Most Wanted name, even though it was just me rhyming on the next three projects. Um, I just kept the CMW name. Uh, and it wasn't up until I got ready to do We Come Strapped. It's when Sony decided to have me just go with as a solo artist instead of CMW. Thus is how you got MCH featuring Compton's Most Wanted on uh, my first solo project. So that's how that happened. But I just felt, you know, in the beginning, I didn't feel like I should go to just MCH. You get me? We had already had a platform for Compton's Most Wanted because of the first album and one time's gal for the up and that record, you know, selling about 250,000 copies back in fucking 1990. So we just stuck with it. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. And, and it was a classic album because eight albums always reminded me of movies as did a lot of albums during that time period. They just had this really just like cinematic feel to where you would turn stuff over from the beginning. And you wouldn't stop to the end. There wasn't no skipping, no tracks. You would just kind of listen to it. It was like watching a movie, kind of. And it was cool. You know what I'm saying? It was just real dope. You know what I'm saying? Hey, well, yeah, I'm... But, but Music to Drive By and Straight... Well, really, all three Compton's Most Wanted albums of the era, to Steele's point, there's no skips. And that's one of the things... I, I always go back and forth between if I like Straight Checking Them More or Music to Drive By More. But um, the the force and the the menace of the production especially on music to drive by is just phenomenal and i just think straight checking them because of i don't dance and some of the other songs have right a little more sonic always there. i was always you know i tried to be a little differently you know um that's why i did songs like i don't dance or you know can i kill it or you know uh 
just songs that were different than the usual. Even Duck you know, that was right? Songs that, that, was that were new. different than the usual. Hey man, you know, hood niggas, pistols, police, dope selling. You know, so I, you know, I was just an. I wanted to be an artist first, even though I was from Compton in the neighborhood and all of that. Um, I want to be an artist, a rapper first. So I felt, you know, having songs like the Duck Sick, I Give Up Nothing, uh, Give It Up, uh, you know, Final Chapter, you get me songs like that. Uh, straight. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You know, everybody has their own wellness routine, their own approach to a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root, ashwagandha, and so many others. Nature's Way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years. They understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver. 
So they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. Checking them. I don't dance. Uh, you know, songs that, that stirred away from just the typical, hey, low rider, Dayton's, uh, Pistol. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I always try to be different and stray away from what everybody else was doing as far as gangster rap was concerned, you know. I think that's why you you remain one of the best artists of all time from the genre. So there it is. Hey, it is what it is, man. You know, so and I ain't never complained. Whatever it is, up or down, you know, it's just you know, I, I felt like I've done a, a a sort of contribution to hip hop as far as the West Coast is concerned, and my relationships that I've had with niggas on the East Coast, you know, puts me in the position to where I'm still, you know, to garner a little respect from dudes, you know, and saying that's much appreciated. Yeah, yeah for sure. speaking of the East Coast, one thing I did want to bring up was even though this is definitely not a gangster rap album, I just remember this was right around the time I was starting to really get into rap as a young young man or young youth, as the Wu would say. But the Run DMC, the first album, the streets of our area, Maryland, D.C., that, that album, the self-titled album, that had everything on fire, man, because you had to... Uh, Hollis Crew, you had Sucker MCs, you know, it was mm-hmm. like that album to me, as I was starting to understand rap and get into it, really, I started saying like, wait a minute, this is what people are feeling in a different way than I think what I was starting to understand about people like Curtis Blow and love his songs, but they felt Run DMC in a different way to me uh, oh. than what I was seeing. And that was the first one that I remember as I look back that had that kind of different element and different feel because Sucker MCs was so hard and so stripped down and so angry, you know. So. Yeah, because that element, I guess you could say that was our street shit, you get me? Because yeah. like mm-hmm. you said, they had raps like Sucker MCs. They had shit like Hard Times and shit. Yeah. They had hard songs Times like- picked off the album. Man, come on, man. You know, uh, you, and, and then they would go to songs like Rockbox or, or you know, shit like that. But they was our first, you know, element of street, too, because, you know, the motherfuckers didn't have the flashy outfits that motherfuckers was used to. Niggas was in jeans and fucking, you know, pimp chaps and motherfucking leather coats and shit. They represented the block in the hood and shit, you know. You might have didn't hear tales of of an actual, yeah, homie got, you know, the homie went and popped or was drug selling, but they had a way of describing hood tales and shit to niggas coming from that era, you know what I'm saying? So I guess you could say that too. Yeah, because so, hard times and it's like that, in particular off that album, those two 
were to call it like eight saying they weren't like oh i'm on the block slanging or doing whatever but they were also like talking about things in a way we saw maybe with the message and different things that had come out before it but this was much more like sonically especially i think it matched the force and the energy and and kind of the anger at times that run and dmc had but the beats were so hard and, and so stripped down that it was just like you know, you could feel when they said hard times where it's like that, you know, that's just the way it exactly. is. Exactly. I always kind of looked at that as like the message kind of, they took the chorus of the message and kind of played off it because it's like a jungle sometimes. It's like that. And that's the way it is. I was exactly. Like, they <laughs> described in the times. Hey, yeah. still, still, can you hear this snoring in the background? Who? I'm just saying, can you pick it? Are you hearing it? Nah. Cause this see. nigga lock, this nigga loud as hell over here. Who, who is it? <laughs> oh man, he's knocked the uh, fuck out. <laughs> wow. I can't. You know what I did here? A little something in the background. I'm motherfucker snoring like a grown ass motherfucking man who that had like 15 shots last night of some liquor. <laughs> and, and he just laid up. Shut off the H dog over there. Over there, he probably hit the weed. He probably got the weed stash. Something, something. That nigga toe down hey, on the Run DMC album. Wake up, <laughs> man. Come on. Hey, so, so my um, uh, you, you want to finish describing your your pick still? Yeah, let me go back because I want to kind of play off. So, is Run DMC is the first Run DMC album one of your picks? Soren? Yeah, that would be one of mine because mine I have, being that I'm not from LA and being that I also exactly I have different uh, entry points too because what I was around and what I saw, like for instance, America's Most Wanted, of course, is one of the best albums of all time, as is Music to Drive By. But to me, they meant a lot. But to what was going on around me in Maryland when I would go or be in Baltimore mm -hmm. or be in D.C., neither one of those two albums like are going to say what my five would be, at least for mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Because to me, part of the reason why I think I have my career is because I could feel what eight was saying in such a way that the first time I ever met Snoop back in like 90, whenever I met Snoop, he was like, I was asking about King T and Above the Law. He's like, oh, what part of L.A. are you from? I was like, I'm not from L.A. I'm from Maryland, man. And he was blown away that to me that music meant so much to me that I was asking him, oh, Snoop, did this influence you or did you do this or do because of Above the Law or because of King T? But that's how I felt the music. But what I'm talking about, the street effect, I'm going to talk about more what I saw or my friends or the cities when I would go into Baltimore, or I go into DC, what I would see or hear playing out of cars when I go to play basketball, when we would be in a tournament or something, you know? Well, that's why these lists are always subjective versus being objective, because it's just our own personal opinions and what we feel. And it's like, you know, you named Run DMC. I'm originally from Cleveland, but I've been out in California since 87. So my next pick, which was the Ghetto Boys, Grip It On Another Level, that very much qualifies as a gangster rap album because then was three dudes from Houston, Texas talking shit. First of all, there was a fucking, I remember the original Ghetto Boys when it was um Prince Johnny C and um Reddy Red. So we went mm -hmm. from that from having the Car Freak records to where when they brought Willie D in and Scarface went from being DJ Action to Scarface, 
them was just some rapping motherfuckers and they was all so different. Willie D was like the big country dude that was like a city dude that talked a bunch of shit that was really whooping people's ass in the streets. And you heard about these fights that he may have got in because I heard about him whooping somebody's ass on the east side of Cleveland before the end store. Well, he's a he's a real boxer, though, too, on top of all of that. Exactly. Yeah. He's a real yeah, Will boxer. got squabbles, you know, so Will got squabbles. And then it was just the midget, man. And then it was the shit they was talking about. Like, it was almost kind of like they were part gangster rap, part horrorcore because they was talking about, you know, slicing women up. Like, those records couldn't have got made today. In this sensitive-ass era we in right now, those records would have been banned. For sure. A whole lot of them. And so that's why I picked the Ghetto Boys. I think they brought something new. It was like a new experience, right? And again, another visual group, because if you notice during that time period, a lot of songs didn't have hooks on them. Mm -hmm. It would be just kind of the instrumental would ride off for about 20, 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Almost to give your brain kind of time to reflect on the shit you just heard for the past minute. And it was just real visual. Now, my other one, Ice-T, was like my introduction to West Coast rap. I remember when I first heard Six in the Morning, I was in the projects in Cleveland. The project homeboy, you know how you got the homie in the hood that knows every rap from everywhere. He got every tape of the hills. He got incense burning outside his crib. He just know everything it is to know about hip hop. And he always got weed. So I went over to homie Ice Mike. Shout out to homie Ice Mike. I went over to his crib and I remember everybody was standing around like we was all kids too, man. And we heard the poem that Ice-T had at the beginning of the song. A child was born in the East one day into the West. He moved and all that shit. And he had the music in the background. Then when a magnificent rhymer, I'm the ill beat designer, if they ask you if I'm deaf, it was just so, it was like, God damn, this shit is hard as a motherfucker. And that's when they was kind of like doing a good rock guitars over the 808 drums and all that shit. And then when six in the morning came in, he told this story. It was so motherfucking just like, it was so visual. And that was around the time the movie Colors that came out and all that. And I was going to the West Coast that year. That's when I was coming out here to play football. And so all the homies kept telling me, man, you sure you want to be out there with them Crips? Them Crips is real dangerous, man. I didn't know what the fuck a Crip or a blood was. So when I came out here, I'm in Long Beach. I had a red Ohio State sweatshirt on. And I was walking to the burgers. AT&T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You know, everybody has their own wellness routine their own approach to a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root, ashwagandha, and so many others. Nature's Way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years. They understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver, so they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. Spot. It was a dude in a wheelchair, and another Samoan dude named Joker pulled up on me. They was like, cuz, where, you, where you from, cuz? And I said, Ohio. They said, oh, you trying to be funny. The dude in the wheelchair, like, grabbed the strap, like, grabbed the strap up under a blanket in his lap. And I was like, man, no, I'm from Ohio. And they started laughing. They said, Cuz really from Ohio. They said, let us see your driver's license, cuz. And I pulled out my, my ID, right? It said Ohio. So I got a pass, right? And I started hanging out with them dudes. So that's when I started getting the understanding of what the Crips and the Bloods was. But Ice gave a very, very visual reputa- representation of what Los Angeles, California was at that time. Yeah. Well, it was. I got the... I got the- a privilege of being able to see eight and ice tea perform earlier this year. And I was like, uh, eight, I was like, I got to sit in the crowd this time. Cause I haven't seen, exactly. I, I was like, I haven't seen ice tea perform in, in person in a long time. 
So I was like, I got to be in the crowd because it's such a different experience from being on the side of stage or backstage. And uh, thanks for the shout out again on that, Eight. Because I, I was rapping along with Eight. I was with Bishop Lamont and my wife, and we were like, Eight saw us rapping. But I was like, man. But Ice, I think Ice-T really, as time goes on, because he's such a prominent actor, people forget, and uh, Pitchman for doing all of his commercials, but they forget what he gave the rap and what he still gives the rap. And I think that's one of the biggest travesties. So I think it's important still that you're bringing that up because, you know, Ron Page, Power, <laughs> you know, Iceberg, all these albums. He yeah. Had, OG, they're phenomenal. And his stories, the great thing about, to me, the best gangster rap is something that 8 did, some that Ice-T did, Schooly D did it too. But all the great artists, Ice Cube, like we talked about earlier, they showed you the the cons of the game too. It wasn't just mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm the man, I'm getting all this stuff. It was about getting locked up. It was about the problems and, and how people, the collateral damage that comes with the life. And Ice-T, I think, was one of the best and first people to do that on such a big scale. And Ron Pays, you know, is definitely one of them. Because he's running from the police, first thing. Police at my door. So we already know. That's the second line. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, 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 you know, going back to eight, it was so hard for me not to put We Come Strapped in there. You feel what I mean? And it was like, you know, because you try to do this stuff as, you, you, it's all subjective, but you want to be as objective. You don't want to miss nothing. You feel what I'm saying? It almost feel like a travesty not to include that album because he's another one that gave you the pitfalls. Eight don't been burned on songs. It ain't just been about him getting shot. He's been that going to cut STDs on songs. You know, you know, he don't got STD fucking with the hood rat bitches and shit. He don't got Jack before. He don't got strapped. He don't got. He don't got. He don't got arrested. So my tales are. I just try to tell a motherfucker like, you know, a lot of niggas, you know, want to be the victorious. You know, I sold a hundred thousand birds and I'm balling and you know I'm this or I'm that. I've always liked to educate a nigga on the pitfalls of being in the neighborhood because everything is not glorious. You get me? Yeah, there's some niggas who ball and shit, but they eventually get popped, sent up, go to the feds, get jacked, home invaded, killed, whatever. So I just always want to tell niggas the pitfalls of being from the neighborhood. Yeah, we loved it. You get me? Wouldn't trade it for nothing. You get me? If I had to go back and do it all over again, Niggas still do it all over again. Rag in the back pocket, strapping the motherfucking under the seat, getting jacked by the police every day. But, you know, there was always a motherfucking, there was always an inside to it. You know what I mean? Because shit, I always went to jail. Or I always got busted with a gun in my car. Or got shot at. Or you got me? gaffled up. You get me? So even though it was glorious to a nigga, we still had to, you know, go through those pitfalls of being from the neighborhood. And that's what I wanted to tell in my tales. I didn't just want to glorify everybody had low riders and banging and we were the strong power and whoopty woo. Don't tell a nigga like, yeah, the homie went to jail for life or the homie got killed or. Hey, I got a question for you on that exact point because i noticed from listening to your music since the beginning since the compton compilation but my question is 
Why do you think, because you in particular and the other great artists we mentioned have done that, why do you think so many people don't acknowledge that or pay attention to it when they talk about Compton's Most Wanted or Gangster Rap, that it's always so much of the glorifying or the negativity? They don't look at the fact that, no, MC8 is telling you all these bad things that happened to him, that he's seen bad happen. Like, why do they not? Because to me, I always saw that. I always was like, whoa. I guess um, because I just fell into that motherfucking category of being a gangster nigga from Compton. You get me? And to others who were against that, um, you they never want to recognize. You know, like you always see the bad. You don't ever see a motherfucker give back to the neighborhood or when they go out and buy turkeys or do little shit for the schools or whatever. Um I was it was just a category of being a gangster rapper and Compton's most wanted. And I think that's what had a lot of effect on it. When you heard the word Compton and you looked at the videos and you saw the, you know, the imagery in the magazines or whatever, a lot of people didn't get that. Um, they just saw, you know, niggas in khaki suits with, with Raiders caps on and talking about Compton and drive by killings and shit. But they never wanted to analyze that a lot of the shit that I told was the pitfalls of it. You get me? You you fucked with a hood rat, you got burnt. Uh, you did a drive-by, you go to prison. You get me? Uh, niggas come through and catch you slipping, you die. You get me? Uh, that that was my tales. It wasn't like, nigga, we was at the park today having a ball and a picnic and everybody was barbecuing and drinking 40s and shit. I couldn't tell them stories because shit, when we go to the park and have a barbecue, somebody come through and blast that motherfucker or the police end up jacking everybody and somebody end up going to jail or we all go to jail. So, I would tell you that progress, you give me, but some people, you know, didn't recognize it. Some people did, and some people would give me, you know, props for, uh, I think I seen something not too long ago where somebody was talking about that, you know, how us as these classified gangster rappers influence the youth of today, and it's our fault because niggas is going out killing everybody and doing shit, and... I would tell motherfuckers, you know, I never glorified the hood like that, you know. And then I saw somebody would say, well, eight would tell the pitfalls of it. Eight would never glorify being from the neighborhood, even though he was from the neighborhood. He would always tell you at the end of his songs, the homie got killed. They ended up going to prison for life or, you know, that was the scenario. And that's the real life uh, uh, outlook you know, on a lot of us who came from the neighborhood, you know, not being rappers, shit. You know, before I was rapping, I was just a regular-ass kid running around gangbanging. And we went to jail every other day for loitering. Police come through, pick us up, drive us around, throw us in the motherfucking sales. Niggas come through blasting. We on the corner every day, six, seven niggas trying to sell, you know, to one car just to make ends meet. Because when you go home, you get me, you know, when you're living in poverty and moms are struggling and shit like that, you got to tell them tales, man, because 
you got to let motherfuckers know that, you know, the pitfalls of being from the neighborhood is not all glorified. So that was just something I, I always wanted to do as far as my contribution. Some yeah. people recognized it. Some people didn't. Yeah. Well, you know what? Eight was great at the introspective stuff. And it's a song I got to give Ice-T some credit on, dog, that really had me. It was the first song I heard about prison. That really scared the fuck out of me on the OG album. It was on the original gangster album, The Tower. One of oh, the yeah. greatest fucking rap songs ever fucking wrote. That's amazing. You know, the where he was like, I'm rolling up in a big gray bus and I'm shackled down. Myself, though, that's who I trust. The minute I arrived, some sucker got hit, shanked 10 times behind some bullshit. It was just some real shit. Like when he said that shit, I stuck him, I stuck him twice in the neck and left him dead in the yard. I was like, ooh, that shit hard as a motherfucker. Ice T is the hardest motherfucker ever. And, and niggas hey, and, and niggas got and we got, you know, banned or whatever because but niggas was just telling tales from 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 situations. You get me? Because yeah. the shit was really happening. You get me? It was niggas getting stuck on the prison yard. You get me? Mm-hmm. It was niggas getting killed. Niggas be on. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. 
Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You know, everybody has their own wellness routine, their own approach to a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root, ashwagandha, and so many others. Nature's Way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years. They understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver. So they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. That bus shackled, like, man, I done fucked up, man. You get me? It's, 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 it's real hard life, and some people don't understand it, and the way for us to express it was through rap music. You get me? And yeah. remember it had also the music had the, like the Halloween type of music from the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, dun, 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 dun. yeah. <laughs> and it just scares you because, man, when I heard that record, you got to remember, I'm old now, but I was young at that time. We was young at that time. And I heard that I was like, oh, my God, man, that's oh, crazy. Also, number two, uh, similarly, uh, The Moment I Feared by Slick Rick. That exactly. Was, I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, I don't need no- <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want no parts of that. Man. Yeah, it was. And Slick Rick, you know what, man? And that's the thing about gangster rap. I think sometimes some artists, like to me, Cool G Rap is a gangster rapper. To me, Karis One is a gangster rapper. To me, Just Ice is a gangster rapper. To me, Schooly D is a gangster rapper. It's not just a West Coast thing or here. You could be from wherever. If you tell me, yeah. You, you, you got to be because even though they didn't talk blood and crip shit, that was the introduction, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the East Coast, to me, those those were niggas that I bumped, you know, faithfully. Because yeah. that was, as a young motherfucker, getting introduced to hip-hop, um, them niggas represented the streets. You no, get me? Schooly, listen to this. In 86, this is what Schooly said. Parkside, my place and home, the PSK gangsters like the Rome. Sheba in her hand, 32 on her socks, protecting our turf like it was Fort Knox. That's gangster. That's good shit. Yeah, here's my gang. Here's our corner. And if you come around, we got something for you. That's gang banging. Like he's gang. That's gang banging, nigga, all day. (laughs) All Mm. day. And that was '86. So like, and that's on a Parkside Five Two that want to listen to that song. But like, I remember hearing that. And in Maryland, thankfully, I didn't grow up in a super crazy area or anything. But it was only one or two. It wasn't that far away. But we didn't have it. We had more crews and neighborhoods and stuff like that in Baltimore or D.C. or places I would go, but it wasn't like 
you don't come on 52nd and Parkside like Scooby made me believe. Exactly. Like, Yo, I'm not going to Philly. If I go to Philly, I do not want to end up on 52nd Street and Parkside Avenue. I do not want to go, you know. It's you know, with, with, with you being from that part of the country, man, kick your top five. Kick your top five right now. I'm interested to hear what well, they this, are. This is hard given how we kind of change what it is. So remember, but the five I think impacted what I saw at different times in my life of the streets per se was the Run DMC. Public Enemy, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Straight out of Compton, NWA. And then I got to say, The Chronic Mm -hmm. and Ghetto D by Master P. Okay. That's interesting. I I can can see that, though. I ain't mad at that. Ghetto D is the only one I was in college. I had uh, graduated from college when that came out. But I went to college in Ohio. It's Cincinnati at Xavier. Yeah, I can see that Master P was huge in Ohio. Oh my God. I had seen him at Dayton, Ohio perform during like the ice cream man era or something. And I was like, who is this dude, Master P, and why is he performing in Dayton, Ohio? I didn't believe he would be able to have a show there at that time, but it was sold out and people at Dayton, Ohio were going nuts. And as both y'all know, that's Roger and Zap. That's that's you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they they got the music there. So the Ghetto D album, not only was it affecting all over the country, which I hadn't seen yet because we didn't go. Uh, I only went on two vacations my whole life as a kid. We weren't like traveling around the world or anything. I was pretty much in Maryland. So I didn't see other parts of the country till I went to college. But I'll, the They Know How show. And then also uh, I used to study Billboard every week religiously and i remember when ghetto d and eight you remember this when the album would come out rarely but sometimes it would chart the week before because the mom and pops mm-hmm. and the other stores would sell it Ill- illegally quote unquote before it came out exactly now the thing i'll never forget about master p with ghetto d and this let me know the streets were into it it charted at like 168 of all albums before it was even out so that many people were buying it before it even was legally for sale that it made the top 200 not a rap of music mm-hmm. and i just remember like in maryland people were loving it in ohio people were loving it and i had started traveling for writing you know thankfully my career had started taking off so i was going to different cities i was going to the south i was coming to la i was in new york all the time and i just remember i i had never experienced anything like ghetto d where it seemed like the whole country was like riding for this dude and then that album just blew up so that one that one it was just crazy to to see that in real time and being able to travel so i gotta say ghetto d uh is one of them man so you got ghetto d master p run dmc what was your other what was your other three uh, takes a nation of millions to hold us back okay, on public P. enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Straight out Compton by NWA, and then the Chronic by Dr. Dre. And I can go through all five, or however y'all want to do it. But man, what I want to come back to, <clears throat> this is the big debate right here. The Chronic is probably the greatest rap album of all time. You Possibly, think that's the biggest debate. No, up to, between that NWA, because you got to go an impact, right? Uh-huh. Without NWA, the NWA album, the Chronic might not be shit. 
Well, the di- one of the things that I noticed and from for me and my area in Maryland that straight out Compton did that was very different was and it started really with Easy Does It because that came out first. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget, I was in uh, home economics, a woodshop class in middle school, and this white boy who I'd never heard talk about rap, ever. Mm-hmm. I had everything. This dude came up to me with the Easy Does It on cassette. And he was like, yo, have you heard this shit, Soren? I was like, yeah, I love Easy E, man. He goes, man, this is, this is amazing. And the thing that I noticed was that the white kids that had heard rap or liked it or whatever, for whatever reason, Easy Does It and Straight Outta Compton, but more Straight Outta Compton, even though it came out later, that really changed them for whatever reason to get into rap in a way I had not, because this is 88, so I've been, mm-hmm. I've been listening to rap all day, every day for three, four years at that time. But that album, all these white dudes at my school because I basically only had black people to talk to in my school that love rap because no one else did at that time. And as y'all know, that changed a little bit later, you know, into where it was like so many white people like rap. But not in my in my school, it was unusual until 88. Mm-hmm. And it was something about Easy Does It and something about Straight Outta Compton in 89 where they were like, oh, we can listen to this or in a different way. Because Run DMC, I think, at least in my experience, it was more they liked Walk This Way. They didn't like Run MC. They liked that song for whatever mm-hmm. reason, too. They weren't listening to Sucker MCs. They weren't listening to Hard Times or it's like that. You know, even though those are huge songs, it was more we like Walk They like more of the poppy stuff because, you know, right. Walk This Way was a big song. That was the Aerosmith crossover. Yeah. It was just a big record because I remember me being in Ohio at that time at all it's kind of like places that I hung out with my white friends, like, you know, the roller skating rink and all that, and those little shitty clubs they had back in Ohio, they would just play that song, and that was them playing rap, and then eventually it became, like, with Tone Loke. That's the same type of records, like, you know, with Tone Loke, which, interestingly enough, Tone Loke was the first person gang-banging on wax, but made the least gangster rap music, but was the biggest <laughs> crip out there. Tone Loke. like, look at his name, Loke. Yeah, yeah, Loke, <laughs> Tone Loke, but made, the pop, the, made pop music. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? He made pop music, but he was a gangster dude. And I think that was the thing in that era. I think what eight of them did, because it was some really regional good, it was some good regional gangster rap in the 90s. Like 97, 98, like you had cats like the Dayton family. You had top authority. And if you went to Ohio, if you were in Ohio, Indianapolis, you know, in Ohio, Indiana, or Michigan, you would have swerved down top authority was platinum. Or the Dayton family. Or the Dayton family. Because uh, every truck that. that drove by was them dudes. And it was like, that was they Compton's most wanted. And right, they exactly. ended up, you know what I'm saying? That was their version. Everybody had their own version of NWA around the country. And it made for some pretty dope hip hop. And during that time, you could kind of fall out your bed and sell 20 or 30,000 records. Yeah, even eight. Remember, uh, of course, eight knows. But this is why I'm bringing it up. The same thing with the uh, MC Breed and DM. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You know, everybody has their own wellness routine, their own approach to a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root, ashwagandha, and so many others. Nature's Way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years. They understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver. So they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. Exactly. DFC was huge too, man. Especially man, it's huge. Yeah, I had, I had the benefit, and part of the reason why I wanted to go to Ohio was to get to see a different part of the country, 
Uh, so when I did go to college and I was able to go to Cleveland and Columbus and Dayton and Cincinnati and Lexington and Louisville and all these places, because all the people at my school were from there. So I'd be like, hey, could I go home with you for the weekend? I want to see what this is like. And I got to do all that. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's where I gained a deeper appreciation. And even people in the South, like April and MJG were huge in Cincinnati. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you just see and hear all these different things when you're able to get around. And that's why to me, that Ghetto D by Master P was such an anomaly because I agree everything's still saying, but I also think the Master P was times a thousand. You know, it was just a different level of the game. Yeah, I know, because you got to see it there. See, and don't get me wrong, I'm a Master P fan. I think you can't help but love what his movement was. You know, he's a dude that came, because he wasn't necessarily the best rapper in the world, but just his hustle and his drive and his determination kind of makes you want to want to see the motherfucker win. Oh, and he won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he did his shit, you know? I just think it was a lot of, um. I just think as far as independence go during that time, it was a lot of great independent albums too that may not necessarily be worthy of that top five spot or whatever like that. But then some, you may talk to somebody that's from Cleveland, Ohio or from Detroit, Michigan, and they may swerve it down. The Dayton, the Dayton family got the best gangster rap album of all time, and some of that shit may be valid. They may have valid opinions. Mm-hmm. I think they got valid points, but I think as far as now, man, I think that era, what makes that era so special is that people actually, it was a method behind the madness. People was actually talking about shit. Gangster rap made some of the best political statements and songs, you know what I'm saying? Like Ice Cube with Black Korea. You know what I'm saying? A song that couldn't be made today because it would be Mr. It would be looked at as um, anti-Semitic and all kind of other stuff, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it would be looked at in a certain way, but they actually made statements back then. It just wasn't about senseless violence. It was all like a method behind the madness. And today, man, versus today to where you get a dude to sell like A said, a million bricks. He'll sell a million kilograms. And he got away because his girlfriend was in the feds or whatever. He was fucking her or whatever. He got away in a helicopter. He just mm-hmm. always got away. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. And like you say, it's still how many damn helicopters are there in reality? <laughs> exactly, man. So, you know, you got motherfuckers with all these tales. And I always remember that it's just entertainment, dog. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. But right. I still think the shit meant a little bit more back then. Well, I think, too, in eight, let me ask you this, eight, building off what Steele's saying, I remember it seemed to me, and when I was starting to get into writing and interview artists, it also seemed like the thing switched from being great or being respected for your work to, in the mid to late 90s, I think it changed into the quote-unquote the hustle or I'm going to get paid off of this. Did you see a switch yourself artistically? That's your boy Master P. Of course it is, but I want to see from eight from the artistic side what he saw as his career progressed of that, if at all. Um, basically, it started the era of, you know, like you said, it started that era of I'm a hustler. Um, I'm 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 gonna get mine. Um, it changed to more of about you know what I can gather as far as, you know, uh, the glitz and glamour of hip hop, you get me. Uh, niggas started to speak more on their wealth and, and 
the shit that they could accumulate as to when I first started, uh, it was more about your lyricism. And if you can capture niggas with your wordplay and what you had to say, you get me. Thus, niggas like fucking uh, Ice Cube and then niggas like LL or Early Nas or, you know, just the whole rap scene in general, you know, um, you had to be respected for your for what you brought as far as what you had to say to a motherfucker, you know, um, you got to tell me something as to, you know, that era changed into more of, you know, uh, you know, the glitch, the glamour, the money, you know, uh, the jewelry, the flossiness, the cars. Um, to me, it just changed the aspect of of being a true MC. And it, it got away from, um, you know, trying to capture motherfuckers with songs as to let's just do a lot of hooky shit and get people to sing along. And, and, and it, it was, you know, not to say that anything was bad with the hustle and wanting to, you know, show your wealth or whatever, but I didn't come from that era. You get me? I came from the era of being humble and just trying to get on and trying to make a way of getting out of the hood because of 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 the mishaps of what you might fall into. You get me? Going to prison, getting killed, you know, mama struggling. You got, you know, baby mama and shit like that. So it was more about us trying to express what was going on with us in the neighborhoods and trying to make a way out of being stuck in fucking shit. You get me? As opposed to, no, nah, I'm a rap about nigga. I, you know, I'm a rap about my Lexus and my chain and my bank account. And you know, you know what I bought today and shit like that. So it just changed a little bit of the dynamic of hip hop for us who were brought up on, you know, nigga, you, you got to rap to get in this shit. You get me? Yeah, I don't give a fuck about how much money you got. Motherfucker, you, you better know how to rap or how you ain't going to make it. You feel me? So, and I'm going to tell you, I love Master P. I love Master P. Bought all his records, but ultimately that's why Master P wasn't around that long because he wasn't that good of a rapper. And that was his whole thing um, was, I'm not a rapper, I'm a hustler. And I was cool with that. It was cool. He'd tell you and shout out to P. This is not no diss at all. That man made cool, cool money. Master P made stupid money and he paved the way for a lot of other people that had careers. He was a great businessman. Even today, he's still making moves. Master P out there selling everything from cornflakes, shoes, cereal, dog. A hustler gonna hustle, right? Mm -hmm. My nigga know how to hustle the game. And I don't think he was ever on the on the motherfucking uh the assumption of I'm finna be a fucking ice cube or a fucking Tupac. You get me? No, mm -hmm. motherfucker. Where I'm from, we got certain phrases and certain ways we do shit, certain ways we hustle and I'm a motherfucking I'm a serve that you get me? I'm a serve up what my people like and he knew, you get me? It was smart 
It was very smart. Because ain't nobody was pushing for what they was doing. And he decided, fuck that. I'm going to push my own shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I'm a, and and no, nah, I ain't I ain't gotta be the best motherfucking lyricist. He made a way because it's all kind of motherfuckers that's selling a lot of records, dog. Not just like Gucci man. You got cats like Gucci man. You got a whole bunch of these motherfuckers that's out there making a lot of money. They selling records. I'm not gonna lie, some of them records is jamming. Everything I know to cater to my customers. Yeah, that's the hustle yeah. mentality. Cater to your customers and then let everybody else fall on. But I'm going to serve up my customers what they want from where I'm from. And then that shit just going to fluctuate to other motherfucking places. You get me? Because eventually they going to like my shit or whoever, whoever. They going to take my shit over here and then somebody over there going to like it. And then one person over here going to take my shit. But right now. I'm going to concentrate and cater to my customers. You get me? And that's how I'm going to build my foundation by supporting my customers. And that's how them niggas got to win. They didn't worry about the niggas who felt like you got to be a lyrical genius or whatever. Because where I'm from, them niggas talk like this and they hustle like this. So let me cater to them and bring and push that shit and then everything else will follow. And it definitely did. It definitely did. And that's why, too, member two with uh, Master P, I think he was one of, he wasn't the first, but I remember he did it on every album and on several songs. But remember at the end of the songs, he'd shout out, since he'd shout out like 50 cities. Mm-hmm. So, and he shouted out the cities that didn't get, didn't have either a big rap scene or that were the B and C markets. So like, Yo, I'm shouting out Louisville. I'm shouting out Cincinnati. I'm shouting out Dayton. exactly. I'm shouting out uh, Las Vegas or whatever it was. But he did that religiously, and I think mm-hmm. that really affected people because I know in Ohio when I was in college, that mattered to them so much because in Cincinnati, they didn't have that big rap scene, you know. So when someone's shouting out Cincinnati, Ohio on a song, whoa, what is this? Let me ride with this dude, and it worked. Yeah, it worked big time. And you know somebody else, and I ain't trying to get too much off your list, but we talk about quality, right? Lyricism and beat selection and all that stuff that just goes into making a great artist, right? Because at the end of the day, it is entertainment. You know, it's just like if Arnold Schwarzenegger go out and shoot 50 people in a movie, we don't believe that that movie was real. It was just great entertainment for that hour or two hours we was in the theater, right? So you look at a cat like Rick Ross, for example. Rick Ross is a bad motherfucker. He's a bad boy. Dope-ass lyrics. Got possibly top five as far as beat selection, as far as, you know, crafting songs and putting stuff together. Ross makes some fire shit, but is it believable? Or is it even about that? Or is it just, you know, because it's all entertainment, and I'm not knocking them, but I'm just asking that question. Is... Should we judge these artists on the basis of them being how authentic they are, or are they making the best piece of art? Well, um, I mean, to me, it's, does, it, does it, it make sense what I'm saying? Y'all I mean, I get what you. I mean, I get what you. Uh, I mean, but it all is. It's all in the imagination of what a motherfucker feel he wants to do when making a song. Because I don't necessarily have to be speaking on me. You get me? I could just be making this song in general. 
because this is the perception I get from what I see or what I feel that happens. You get me? Uh, Am I the nigga shipping 30 keys across the motherfucking whatever? I could be or I could not be. You get me? But the perception is this is the song that I want to make because I know a lot of motherfuckers deal in that area. You get me? There's a lot of niggas on the streets who knows what I'm speaking on. And if I want to have street credibility because that's the direction I'm going with my music and my image, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going the common route or the tribe called Quest route or the LL Cool J route. I'm going the route of the inner city nigga coming from poverty who done hustled his way up to whatever. So this could be the perception. Like I said, could it be me? You never know. But what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to make a song and paint a story for niggas that might be in this shit or niggas who feel they like music who tell stories of the hustler, the nigga who balling, the nigga who got a hundred bitches. You get me in? You know, so you you can't perceive shit just like you said with a movie. And I know people uh, tend to hold us to credibility a little more when speaking on records or the perception with videos or you saying that you this person. People hold us to that standard because we're making records, right? Because when you get in the studio and you talking about, you know, you know, I pull out the, 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 the I pull out the pistol and I blast and nigga and I'm this and I'm that. That's the perception now that you're giving off to the people. To the, to the that's the perception you're giving off. That's an important point, eight, and I think that's the difference is that. Name any actor or actress you want. When they're done, they're acting. And the difference is, I think, and the problem is in rap, a lot of the rappers, not all of them, of course, have always said, I, this is my life. This is me. Mm-hmm. And then when they rap about it, then they don't want to be accountable for it because, well, wait, it's just a song. Well, no, you can't say this is all real and this is what I've done and then run from it because... You know, Christian Bale isn't saying I'm Batman. Exactly. He's not saying I jumped off these buildings and beat up the Joker. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive, HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Probiotics aren't a trend anymore. They're a mainstay in the health and wellness aisle of your favorite store. And Nature's Way Women's Probiotic Pearls are the easiest way to introduce a probiotic into your routine. I mean, they're just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. But they still pack that probiotic punch. Each tiny pearl has one billion active cultures and protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they actually support both digestive and vaginal health, so that's a win-win. And according to my little fact sheet here, they're designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, so they can make it all the way to your small intestine where they're needed most. You probably didn't think we'd be talking about the small intestine today, did you? Well, digestive health is kind of important. If you know, you know. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Like, no, he's an actor. So, like, when you hear a rapper, that's the difference. If the rapper just said, like, what eight just said, again, they might not listen to what eight said, but at least eight said it. And the difference is all these street dudes, real or imagined, they are in this business of saying like so many popular rappers now that have been in the game for a decade plus, still rapping about selling 30, 40 kilos a month. I'm like, dude, you would be incarcerated 17 times over. Like, no way. Yeah, There's for real. No way. No way. And, that's, and, that's, and this ain't in no way a knock towards if you're making a so living that, doing so that. To answer that right quick, though, that's why I say it's a, it's a line between presenting your shit as 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 music you get me or or presenting your shit as yeah i'm i'm the biggest boss and and i'm the hardest street killer or like nigga i pulled up on the ops and i shot a nigga you get me (laughs) you the crazy and now now 
you got that perception from the streets. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. You that? Right. Oh, oh, you got that? Okay. Because you niggas don't want to just make music. You get me? Or yeah. you don't want to hypothetically say in this record, you get me? Oh, Johnny did this or Frank did this. You want to be Frank or Johnny, right? So now that's the pitfalls of now you see why a gang of motherfuckers is falling into a gang of bullshit nowadays because, oh, that's what you want to be? You're saying you the hardest nigga and you the fucking you the fucking killer and you the biggest kilo drug dealer? Okay, no problem. Now we yeah. either gonna come. Now we either gonna come kick in your door, uh, 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 try to take your shit, or you gonna, you know, that's the situation and the line between trying to just make music for people to enjoy. Or like they say, I was a storyteller. Yeah, I'm telling you a story. I'm not saying that's me. Right. I'm just telling you a story. I'm not saying eight jumped out the motherfucking. I'm just hypothetically saying. This might happen. You never see me say, yeah, nigga, I jumped out the bushes with the AK and start killing niggas and whatever, whatever. Because that's yeah. the difference between the days of when I told stories as to now, it seems like when niggas make records, they want to glorify this position or, you know, they want to glorify the, the the craziness of of what we used to try to keep silent. You get me? I don't want motherfuckers know that I'm selling thirty keys. I don't want you get me. It's like that John Gotti complex. Like I gotta let a motherfucker know, like this is me type shit. Like when you're supposed to be quiet about shit. But I guess that's the world of of of, of the difference of of you know trying to make just music and songs for people and then giving people the perception that you want to be a, you know, a killer or a drug dealer or you get me. Yeah. And you know, and put that out there to clarify something I said about Ross, the type of music Ross makes is South Miami music and the area where he comes from, you know, he's an eighties, late eighties, nineties guy. It was all kind of dope, D-Boys, down there. So I'm pretty sure he's speaking of the experience of seeing all that he saw down there. And he probably hustled a little bit. Probably hustled a lot. We don't know. Like A said, he could have been the man down there for all we know. But to the average ear that's listening to that stuff, it just seems so far-fetched that we always have to remember, I think, that it is entertaining. Because it is far-fetched. He doesn't know the real Noriega. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, so, so I say, come on, man. But that was a hard-ass line. Oh, you got to admit, I know Pablo. I know Noriega. But, I guess, Noriega. You, but I guess you would have to... I guess you would have to... Uh, you know how, like you said, movies. Now, they make movies that they go... They are based off of true stories, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's movies, like you said, where you see a motherfucker jump out. You see a nigga jump off a hundred foot building and shit, land on his feet and kill up every alien and shit and not leave with a scratch, right? You have to differentiate the truth from from the hypothetical. And would you sit up there and go like, man, my nigga said he know the real Noriega. Would you, like, would you even contemplate that? Like, man, 
He said he know the real Noriega, man. Rick Ross know the real Noriega. Eight and Steel, my favorite movie. My favorite movie is Hollywood Shuffle. I don't know if y'all remember the movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember Hollywood Shuffle. So, yo, remember this exactly what Eight is saying. You remember when they did Sneaking in the Movies and they had the Chicago Jones playing off of Indiana Jones and they're at, the edge, <laughs> they're at the edge of the cliff and they jump off the cliff and uh, when they land, him and his girl, she, he's like, yo, you okay? She goes, yeah, just to run in my stockings. And they just jumped <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite movie, dog. So you, got, you, you just got to, as a, as a, man, you just got to like, you got to really just sit there and analyze and be like, oh, okay, this some, that's that's some clever shit to say. And you just have to take it from there. Because it's if you were sitting, that's the it's thing entertainment. You know, it's 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 for it's for for a nigga who telling street tales and for a lot of niggas who know the 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 real Noriega and what was behind the real Noriega. And that, that's a good, that's a good ass rap line for a nigga. You get me yeah. to say that I'm a hustler and I know the real Noriega because everybody know the story behind Noriega. You get me? If you don't watch all the drug documentaries or all the tales of the government and the drugs and all that, you know, Noriega was significant. So for a rap nigga, who's speaking from the aspect that I come from the hustle game, you get me saying a line like, nigga, I, nigga, I know the, I know Noriega, nigga. That, oh, this real nigga, nigga, nigga. This oh. nigga, nigga, he know the real Noriega. This nigga getting buku dope. You Man, get they, me? The that's what makes, that that's what, that as an average ass nigga who popping in his CD listening to it, and he on the streets hustling, he gonna be like, yeah, nigga, that that's the you get me, and that's the effect he want to have. You get me? He want that effect on a nigga who out on the block every day hustling his packs and shit, making his money from that. And the nigga go, nigga, I'm hustling, nigga. I know the real Noriega, nigga. He know he owe me a hundred favors. Yeah, nigga real. go like, ooh, 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 that nigga. Hey, hey, you hey, hey, me? hey, you know the first thing they're gonna say though, for real. Yeah. No, nah. yeah, exactly. for real. <laughs> be like, like nigga, this nigga be you, because he already speaking in the tongues of right. I'm, I'm the hustler, nigga. Nigga, I, 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 nigga, I know about kilos and work and all that. So when a nigga go, nigga, I know the real Noriega, nigga, nigga, no, nigga owe me a hundred favors. That make a nigga go, whoa, for real, nigga. That nigga finna get a gang of dope. You get me? To an average, and that's just a nigga listening to his song. That's the effect he want him to have. You get but, me? Exactly. And you know what the thing about that is? Like when Ross had that beef with 50 Cent, you know why 50 couldn't pull that off over on him? Ross's music was immaculate. Yeah. Regardless of what you said about everything, all the other shit, it came back to the music. Ross was making way better music than 50 Cent. You just gotta time. be, like I said, man, you know, when you in this game of hip hop, whatever um you know you got to be able to craft music you get me it's just not about just rapping and shit and throwing down a, a record and whatever you got to be able to craft songs and music and you know for it's fortunate that you know a lot of artists who have came along 
you know, like Ross, like, you know, Snoop 50, Cube, you know, they have been able to conjure up songs that are everlasting, you know, not just the over, you know, not just put out some shit that nigga here today and gone tomorrow. And so that's what that that's what the nature of, of hip hop and being grateful to be in this shit. You have to be able to make shit like that. That's decades, you know, lasting. You get me? Not just the fly by night shit. So yeah, hey, before we get out of here, dog, because we enjoying this conversation so much, we don't mess around and run out of time. Top five albums, dog. I'ma just I'ma do my shit like this. My top five, well, what were we doing? Gangster shit, street shit? Gangster shit, street yep. shit, whatever. That affected the streets. I'm going to do this like this. The top five artists that affected street shit to me, I'm going to go Schoolie D. I'm going to go Easy. I'm going to go Toddy T. And I'm going to go um, KRS and Scott LaRock, Criminal Minded. Great fucking list. Yes. Great fucking list. All those and all and those as people. Far as, as far as, and that's as far as my introduction to street shit. That's what I heard. You get me? I heard PSK banging in every hood nigga car on, in LA from here to fucking New York. Okay. You heard motherfucking criminal minded South Bronx banging. That was some hood shit to me. You get me? Um, so those are niggas the Toddy T on the West Coast as far as gangster shit. The Bataram, you know, Toddy T is is the one who introduced niggas to making street records because he used to put out TDK tapes and he used to rap over all the motherfucking the Houdini. If it was Houdini beat, if it was fucking uh, he had a motherfucking uh, the battle ram was off of, remember Rapping Duke? Remember the Rapping Duke single? Yeah. That was the first battle ram. It was on a TDK tape and Toddy T rapped the battle ram off of Rapping Duke. You give me and that tape just floated around Compton. He had all of, like, everything that was going on in the neighborhoods before Easy, before any street motherfucker I knew about. It was Todd, Mixmaster Spade, DJ M. Walk, all them niggas. They had kitty capes floating around, and it was just nothing but hood tales. Everything was about Daryl Gates and the LAPD and the drug raids and, and, and the clucks coming out at night and how they were serving in Tragnew Park. And all like you had freaks come out at night. They song was called The Clucks Come Out at Night. And they talked about how they were serving in Tragnew Park and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, it was extraordinary to me as a 12 year old kid walking around, riding my bike in the streets of Compton, and then you go to the hood, and niggas banging this motherfucking tape on this boom box, and you got this nigga rapping over the little, you remember how they used to put the little echo on the shit back in the days and shit? So you got this nigga rapping about nigga, nigga 5-0 came through last night, and they raided, and Gerald Gates sent the battle ram over here, and nigga, I'm in the hood, and they talking about your neighborhood. That was gangsta, that was the introduction to street shit to me, so, you know, and then going over to the East Coast, 
KRS-One because him and Scott LaRock with the, the, the bridges over and South Bronx and poetry and criminal minded, man, I man, I had the poetry single, man, and I thought that was the I thought that was the greatest shit ever made. Like just all oh, these niggas is on some different shit. You get me? That's what I first thought. But but the niggas had the album cover with the guns and the shit, you know. And I'm like, oh, these some gangster niggas. They was just from the East Coast. So that was my introduction to the East Coast street shit. You get me? So that's that's what I say that's my contribution. Yeah, man. Hey, you close it out. And it's interesting you bring Toddy T up because Todd, who don't do no interviews with nobody, has said he's coming on the show. Oh, oh, that's, that's good. Right? Toddy T's an original. You get me? Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people who don't know about Todd, you know, he had the Batarang single that got picked up by Epic. It was on EGM first. But like I said, that shit started out on the TDK tape, rapping off of Rapping Duke. That Rapping Duke, that's where fucking uh, the Batarang came from. And a lot of people... They go, they jump to the Easy E era, you know, because Easy had, you know, the the pop, the Todd, worldwide popularity. Sure. Oh, uh, without Todd, it wouldn't be no King T. But when it come to Compton gangster rap and the motherfucking originality and the origin, it started with Toddy T, Mixmaster Spade, and just telling the tales of if like growing up in the hood. You get me? And Preach. so for every motherfucking nigga who was banging in Compton or L.A., you had that fucking TDK tape. You had that tape and you had them songs where they was talking about the hoods, the, the selling dope. They was talking about the, the, the hood rats and the strawberries. They was talking about the cluck heads. They basically was giving you a description of the city and what was going on before niggas even made it to wax. You get me? So you got to give Todd his, his props. So, so hey, hey, real quick, you almost have to say, you can almost say that Toddy T and Mixmaster Spade, rest in peace, are the godfathers of rap in Compton. Now, if, now niggas going to dispute that it was probably, you know, niggas who was putting out shit before them but to me, that's my significance of gangster rap and my introduction to, uh, you know, neighborhoods and writing on wax, like I said, because we was just little young niggas. You get me? We was just little young niggas riding on our bikes in the hood, whatever. Nobody was talking about what was going on. You get me? Shit that we were seeing on the regular. Because it was just shit that was going on. We didn't think that was, you know, important enough for people to know about. Nigga, we was getting jacked every night. That's not new. Niggas was getting blasted on every night. Hell yeah, niggas was selling crack pieces if, if you wanted to eat. You get me? So we never looked at that shit like, but when Todd put it on record, and he started, you know, it made niggas feel like, oh yeah, you know, shit. This is significant because now people will get to know about really what's going on. And that's just, to me, how the introduction of our gangster shit from Compton started. 
Like, I don't know who was before Todd. It could have been a plenty, a few, or, or who knows. But to me, as an 11, 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid, you get me uh, coming out of that era of being a kid, you know, watching cartoons on Saturdays and shit like that, to, you know, being in the backyard with niggas and they got deuce deuces and niggas got 40 ounces and you got a nigga on the boom box blasting Toddy T talking about watch out for the battle ram and you know niggas gonna come through blasting and you know this how you serve a nigga and watch out for the one time and the clucks and all that that was my motherfucking introduction to the hood well I would say man you know even if it was somebody before Todd, they would they didn't have the significance he had. So to me, Todd is the godfather of comedy. Yeah, man, right? I always recognized, like I said, no disrespect to no other nigga, whatever. You know, Easy was very significant. And I always, like I said, We Want Easy album was very significant to, you know, coming up. Uh, but Toddy T was, you know. And and eight, like we've been saying this whole show, don't Toddy T also had just say no. So, I mean, exactly. Showing the both, both it was always the it was yeah. He gonna tell you I'm serving, but yeah. he was also telling you Daryl Gates was coming with that battle ram. You get me? There was no fucking positive outlook. Like you right. get me? But then I'm gonna tell you just say no too, and on all that shit. Then I had songs like Do You Want to Go to the Liquor Store and Party Jams and huh, You Get Me. So everything wasn't always negativity, but we still got to give you that descriptive shit. You get me? Because like you said, Soren, my nigga told you about how we were serving and selling, but then at the end he say what? Just say no to drugs. Because look what the fuck it do to you. You get me? And turn you into a cluckhead and fuck up your family. Or at the end of the day, nigga, you're going to do 30. You get me? You're going to do 30 in the feds. So just say no at the end of the day. And then you'll be like Steel looking at the tower with iced tea. You're the tower with iced tea, for real. Well, man, we, on that note, man, we go shut it down, man. We appreciate you guys tuning in, man. Remember, subscribe to the new channel. Subscribe to the new channel. Um, Follow us on our social media platforms. We all trying to get Soren trying to get popping like eight. Eight got the million million followers and all that shit in the blue checks. Well, trying to get I like him. I ain't, play, I ain't bought no bots and no motherfucking uh, followers. So nigga, my shits is all authentic. I ain't paid for none. So eight still on eight still on the low with the followers and shit. You see niggas with thirty million followers and eighty million followers, nigga. I know. You a true yeah, fan, man. you come follow, but uh, we don't do the boxing. We don't do the paying for shit and none of that. We try Eight. to keep it authentic here. Eight, I think they know the real Noriega, right? They, yeah, <laughs> shit. Those are the ones who know the real Noriega. They got a billion followers, man, not, not me. I'm just a simplified nigga, man. Keep it simple. For sure, and we out of here. Peace. Chill. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com Slash iHeart. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. From original art and diplomas to ticket stubs and the keys to your first home, we all have mementos we'd love to put on display. FrameBridge is the easy and affordable way to custom frame just about anything, with fair upfront pricing based on the size of your item and fast, free shipping. Plus, your happiness is guaranteed. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started. That's FrameBridge.com.